Hi, I'm Pam Unks Cronin, and this is SEO in 2024. And what's your number one SEO tip for 2024? My number one tip for SEO in 2024 is to keep your eyes peeled for new, much better technical SEO tools that utilize AI. Okay, much better. So they don't exist at the moment. No, I'm just saying, well, yeah, I guess I am saying that. (laughs) All right. So to be clear, there are a lot of great technical SEO tools out there. And when I say technical tools, I mean those that, you know, like like a screaming frog that crawl and gather every bit of technical information about the site for you or some of the more all-encompassing platforms where you can kind of manage everything in one place, both technical and on-page. But like, so there's great tools out there now. And maybe they're utilizing AI a bit, or maybe they'll start to more. But right now, they're still kind of in a category in my mind of traditional SEO tools. And so what I would love to see that I haven't seen yet is some really, truly impressive AI-driven technical SEO tools, meaning let's use Screaming Frog for an example. You run a Screaming Frog crawl, you get every bit of technical data about a site you could ever possibly collect. You're basically kind of recreating Googlebot and collecting all the information that Googlebot collects, right? So then it's just up to RI, real intelligence, to figure out what to do with it. And I'm like, in this age of AI, I'm thinking, why why does it still stop there? Why can't it go further using AI and basically reverse engineer Google's algorithms as best it can from learning from Google? And tell us exactly what our biggest wins would be in th- with that particular site that it just gathered all that information from. So sticking with Screaming Frog as an example, I mean, would you like to see a Screaming Frog plugin for ChatGPT? Something like that would be, yeah, would be incredible, but maybe not ChatGPT, though. I mean, everybody is so like tunnel vision on ChatGPT because it's amazing. Yes, it's it's a, you know, it's breaking barriers that haven't been broken before. It's it's incredible. So, but I think it's too limiting to constantly think of AI as just chat GPT. For example, I've had some software developers reach out to me and ask me to review their new AI-driven Google Analytics tools. And there's, there's a bunch of different ones, but they're all the same. And it's so chat GPT driven, like it's trying to mimic chat GPT by giving you the ability to chat with your content. So you can ask it a question, you know, how many visits did I get in blah, 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 frame of time from blah, blah, blah source. Doesn't that impressive to me? I feel like AI could do so much more. Chatting is not what I want to see done with AI in the SEO and analytics world. I think it's learning, the the machine learning aspect of it, more so than the chat aspect of it. So as as a simple example, yes, I would love to see a... Screaming Frog plugin for ChatGPT. But what I'd really love to see more than that is something along the lines of a Screaming Frog AI that is its own AI that learns from, think about how many SEO professionals use Screaming Frog. If it was like a SaaS software all online and it collected, obviously with consent, but anonymously collected all sorts of information about how the best performing sites are technically configured versus how the worst performing sites are and which technical changes after a crawl is done and performed and made and which ones 
created the most improvement, which ones were useless. If you imagine all that knowledge from all those SEOs using Screaming Frog all collected into one AI that's constantly learning, I think that would basically reverse engineer the Google algorithm. And then I guess ideally, well, I mean, that's something in itself, um, but the next stage after that ideally would be making the changes in your behalf. So identifying where the issues are on your site, but um, making the site performance improvements. Would you like AIs to do that? Eventually, yes. I would not trust it to that degree yet. Like I said, a lot of the AI tools that I've seen thus far are not that impressive, not that I, <laughs> really just artificial. Um, so I would, it would take probably several years of me kind of verifying with my RI that the AI tools are making the right suggestions before I would trust it to go ahead and make those changes for me. I guess there are stages. Yes, yes, exactly. An ultimate stage would be that auto-tuning of the site based on, you know, Google's algorithm changes. The AI notices that it changes. It noticed that your, you know, canonicals or whatever need an edit because of it. And it just does it. That would be very interesting because it would be this constant, quick, iterative race between the SEOs and Google. Whereas now it's like Google moves and takes us a while to catch up. But perhaps you could let it loose on a category in your blog, a, a, a relatively unpopular category in your blo a blog to begin with. To, um, maybe you could um, use an AI to take information about pages that are perhaps on second or third page of the SERP for minor keyword phrases and make some, so, so, some minor tweaks to them to attempt to rank them more highly. I, I guess something like that, you're likely to be comfortable with or, or more comfortable with yes with. Yeah, yeah. um mm. yes more comfortable for sure with something that's like with the approach that's like don't fix it if it's not broken like only tinker with the broken stuff if it could be limited to that that i would feel a little bit better about but also a, a way to roll back changes like a really good change log where you can monitor it and see the ai did this and for whatever reason, you really don't agree with it because you know something else about something else somewhere else on the site that would make that not a good idea. Like if you could just roll it back, I think that that would be necessary. But unfortunately, I think we're incredibly far away from that at this point, as rapidly as AI is evolving. I just can't imagine that in 2024, we would see it get to that point. So what I'm excited for for next year, you know, for the coming year is that hopefully things will, the tools will start to come out that really utilize the learning aspect of AI as opposed to the chatting with a bot aspect of AI. Yeah, as opposed to just the automation, just just the fixed roles instead, and, and instead of learning, as you say, absolutely. So there's nothing that you're actually using or would recommend to use AI for in the land of SEO at the moment. I mean, not with regard to technical SEO tools. And so that's why I specifically called out is that's what I'm, I'm kind of excitedly waiting for. As far as content goes, I mean, ChatGPT for content ideation is just amazing. I couldn't recommend that more for content ideation, not for writing your full content and publishing it with ChatGPT as the author. I certainly don't recommend that. But for content ideation, oh my gosh, it's, it's amazing. And I recommend everybody use it for that. But for the technical side of things, it, it, it's incredible. What will probably 
probably happen over the next couple of years. Uh, there's so much that has happened over the last year or so, but um, as you say, from a technical perspective, so much can happen. And you can imagine uh, AI knowing precisely what needs to be done to make a website perform exceptionally well from a, a user perspective. Are we not going to get to a stage where all sites are performing equally well and yeah. it's it's just going to be about the content or the experience and we're we're, we're back to, back to eat again instead of technical SEO? It's that's a really interesting thought experiment. You know, I really can't think too far beyond that without getting myself thinking in circles. Like <laughs> it's a it's a whole chicken or the egg thing at that point. Like who knows? Maybe at that point Web three will take over and we'll all be focusing on that instead. That's probably my best guess about that. <laughs> but at the moment, we absolutely have to optimize both the chicken and the egg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. So we're automating some content production at the moment, we may automate a lot of technical uh, improvements uh, with regards to our SEO in the future, but is there anything that you foresee that we should never automate? Is there anything that, (laughs) what's going to be left for humans? Yeah. I know, right? Well, basically you you just said it, content production. Content ideation, meaning like the planning and the strategizing is what I recommend automating with AI. But I feel like the content production part probably should never be automated, especially in this world of the new E in EEAT, where, you know, Google has told us specifically that they want us to add this new E, which is experience, to EAT, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness, I think, because EAT can be pretty well mimicked by AI. And personal firsthand experience can't. You can't ask ChatGPT to talk about it. I mean, they can make it up, but to create a genuine case study about something that you did for a client that worked, like, no, nothing can replace that firsthand experience. So the full content production with the injection of the personal firsthand experience, I would say, should probably never be automated. But one thing that should be that we didn't touch upon yet is process, just like project management type things. That has, I've, I've implemented some things using AI that have tremendously improved things for us just from an automating process perspective, where, you know, tools like ChatGPT's AI can like write conference call summaries for us based on our transcript, or, you know, we can do an automatic report review because I have a prompt that I've created in the GPT for sheet add-on where I put all my thoughts about what I look for when I review something, when I review a report before it goes out. And it checks the report summary for all of those things. Like, did we say anything that sounds like we're making a promise? You know, are we using non-committal language? Are we using relatively positive terminology, you know, while still being accurate? I've written up this whole thing and it automatically checks it for the for the basic like wording aspects of things so for like basic process i think everyone should be trying to use it for their own internal process optimization and are you sharing with clients that um you're using ai to assist you with that process it depends on what it's for um if it's for their written report summary no, I mean, I think they wouldn't really care about that the same way we use Grammarly to check, double check our emails before we send them out for grammar, because it's essentially that light of a use of it for that application. 
For a more specific application, we would tell them, for example, we had a client where they purchased an old magazine that had been produced for like 40 years or something. And the magazine gave them all the content and the pictures on DVDs, and they were turning that into a website. And each of the pictures had a really robust caption of what was shown in the picture. And so in the process of turning this old school print magazine into a website, a well-optimized website, we needed image alt text tags. And the captions were too long for that, but they were so accurate in their descriptions of what was shown in the image that we told them we'd like to use AI because it was such scale, like tens of thousands of articles. This didn't make any sense for a human to do it. And the cost for a human to do it would have been extremely prohibitive versus the like two cents per token or whatever it is that the ChatGPT um, API costs. So, so for that application, we straight up recommended AI to turn the captions into shorter image alt text tags for SEO and ADA purposes. And so that's basically we just designed the project around AI's capabilities. Great. Yeah. I mean, I think it certainly makes sense to be open with clients in terms of what you're using the AI for, because naturally AI's involvement will increase and it may mean that um, some offerings can be cheaper to clients. But if that conversation is not open, I think uh, the client's less likely to be satisfied with, with, with what you're producing and be more aware in the future of AI alternatives that other business or other agencies are offering as well. Um, so you, you, I think you're on a sticky wicket when it comes to the longevity of your clients, if you're not having that open conversation with them. Yeah, absolutely. I naturally, I guess, end up having that conversation as I constantly preach about how they should not write their content with AI, how you know, they can use it as we use it to come up with ideas for an outline for an article or just topics for articles. But I'm kind of constantly preaching about sort of the responsible use of it as it pertains to SEO. That's kind of my theory overall, I guess, is, you know, even when it comes to client management, like, yeah, if you want to, if you're going to send a, a write up a report summary, a paragraph for a report and send it to a client, if you want to use AI to slightly polish that up, if it was written by a human in the first place, but you want to polish it up a bit, like that's, I think, a responsible use of AI. But if you're going to do their work with it, that's something they, they should know from the get go for sure and should be used responsibly. This should be used selectively, you know, when when you are going to do that should be very specific cases where the, you know, the benefits are just almost impossible for a human to do like that project that I described. It, was, it wasn't even feasible or possible for a human to do that. I mean, it almost means that it's not going to be possible to compete manually in the future, because if it's possible to do that size of a project um, using AI for maybe a relatively small business, then you're going to have to use AI to compete. Is, is, is that fair? Yes and no. I could see myself thinking in circles for a while about that one because <laughs> another thought that comes to mind is like, what's old is new again. At some point, the AI will be so overdone that businesses might actually seek out consultants that do things the old school manual way with their own brains. That could help in a, in a two AI dominated world, that injection of human intelligence, of real intelligence could be the differentiating factor. Yet on the flip side, to your point, 
the scale of certain projects and the role that AI plays in scaling probably would limit competition. But um, I don't know. In another way, another thought is that it's kind of already that way. Like for us to compete against a big SEO agency that has hundreds of employees and, you know, project management software we couldn't dream of affording and, you know, just team sizes we couldn't dream of, like that's going to open them up to certain enterprise level clients and projects and scale that we wouldn't be able to do. But that's fine because we don't even position ourselves that way. We position ourselves as small boutique, hands-on, one-on-one communication with clients. And that's our differentiating factor. So kind of imagine it might end up seeing kind of the same as that. I don't know. It's, it's certainly fun stuff to think about. No, you're absolutely right. There's, there's an argument for that as well. And especially with Google wanting to understand what your entity is about and you're wanting to teach it that it's about a very specific subject in relation to your products and services that you offer as a business. And if you do too many things at scale, then you're struggling with that educational process. Yep. Yeah. We're constantly getting clients that have just left a giant SEO agency and are craving that more personal relationship. So human relationships is certainly something that will never be replaced by AI. Not that I can imagine, but who knows? But at least in the near term, I think the human relationship with your clients is definitely going to remain no matter how much you use AI in the background to scale their projects. Uh, You can't replace that human on human interaction. Well, hopefully if we do this again next year, it's not going to be two bots talking to each other. We're actually going to have a real conversation. (laughs) David's bot would like to make an appointment with Pam's bot. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's scary. (laughs) That is scary. Although the idea of cloning myself is actually a very attractive idea because there's just never enough time in a day. So that could be kind of cool. But yeah, certainly not personal relationships (laughs) should... uh, should continue, obviously, as they are. If an SEO is struggling for time, what should they stop doing right now so they can spend more time mm. finding out about AI and how it can positively impact the technical health of a website in 2024? So actually, the number one that I think the number one thing that I think of, since I have not yet been fully impressed by any new AI-driven technical SEO tools, I would focus this recommendation more on content and make it twofold. I'd say, first of all, if you aren't using ChatGPT for content strategy, for content ideation, then absolutely start doing that. It will save a ton of time to have ChatGPT come up with topic ideas, outlines, content briefs for pieces of content. Of course, I'm going to continue to preach that you should not have ChatGPT write the content, but the content ideation that it can provide for you is a huge time saver. And if you're not doing that already, I would highly recommend using it for that. The second thing is what I have found us shifting a lot more towards over the past year, especially the last few months, is working on reviving and revising and expanding and improving existing content on sites that have a lot of content already. Of course, if it's a newer site, you have to focus on creating new pieces of content and build out your your encyclopedia of content on your website. But if you have been doing the content production thing for many years and there's a lot of content on the website and you're still like sitting there with writer's block racking your brain, like we we have one client that we've been doing SEO for for literally 10 years and we have definitely written about every angle 
of their topic that we could possibly ever come up with. So, you know, that's kind of an extreme example. But on any large site, there's tons of content to work with that, you know, pick the ones that aren't performing, rewrite them, revamp them, make them higher quality, make them longer, use ChatGPT to say, how can we make this article better and revise and relaunch existing content instead of, you know, agonizing over coming up with new topics. Amongst Cronin is president and founder at Pam Ann Marketing, and you can find her over at pamannmarketing.com. Pam, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2024. Thank you for having me. Always fun to chat. I've been your host, David Bain. Get your copy of SEO in 2024, the book, over at seoin2024.com. <laughs>